Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. Yeah, I'm really looking forward today. We've got Sean in India. He sent me a, uh, a pin of his location, and it was just basically surrounded by, by temples. Oh, we got messages through Dead Zone. So he warned me that he would be able to, to, to participate tonight, but that sure. it, would be, it would be spotty. And, yeah, and the good news is that he's got really great mobile service generally in, in India, but it's he's moving. So even if, you know, I think that might be a problem if you were, if, you know, if, here, here in the States, if you're driving around in, in a fast vehicle, you're going to be missing out on some some reception here and there. Pretty rural, um, dot, dot, dot. What's that? I just saw a message from Sean pop up saying, pretty pretty rural, dot, dot, dot. Okay, good, okay. So yeah. we, yeah, he actually had, you, did you see the video of him on the bus or was was he just talking? No, I, I didn't see a video of him on the bus. Yeah, he, he was able to give me about 10 seconds of video and it was, I guess when I think of Buzz, I think of, of you know, Greyhound. There he is. Jesus. Hey, so Sean. We, so uh, hey, Sean, at this point, if, you, if you're going to do this, just go ahead and hit the record button. I don't think he can hear me. Can you hear me, Sean? <laughs> Sean? Sean is just looking around smiling right now, but I don't think he can hear he us. He looks like the happiest guy ever. He was, he really for, does. for a guy... He was he was just complaining to me about how his his uh, his flight flight time got all messed up, and he was super upset like over over chat like at a half an hour ago, and now he looks like he's the happiest guy in the world. So there we go. This is why we we have Sean around. Um, Sean, are you there? I've <laughs> I've got limited doubts to whether this is going to work, uh, but good good news. We yeah, I'm a little worried. Happen. He's not kidding. That's about all I could hear. I just see his frozen, smiling face here. Oh dear God! This is this is uh, this is horrible, but this is what I expected. But not this bad. I mean, this is beyond what I expected. Good thing um, Bob is in here. He'd be irate. He would be. He would have hung up by now. I think he would have just hung up. I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Is what Bob would say. <laughs> oh, did we lose him? Yeah, I'm not sure. He he still seems to be there. I guess we'll uh, we'll carry forward here. Okay. Have you have you got any rec league updates for us? I haven't talked. We haven't talked rec ball in a while. What's the what's the latest? You know, I don't. I haven't been able to play in uh, about a week and a half, two weeks. I'm looking to get back out there maybe on Wednesday night um, or a Sunday. Probably are my days. I thought I you played. Play. I thought you played last week. Did you not? Or is this time really just rolling by here? And time I'm just time is. Time is rolling by, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You watched the the Super Bowl last night, then, if you weren't playing basketball, right? I did watch the Super Bowl. It was a good uh, defensive battle. Um, I don't know how the Patriots were able to. Well, God, I'm sorry. Sean is just really distracting. <laughs> it's just not good. I mean. It's hard to concentrate, I'm sure, but I'm, I'm getting a real good kick out of this. I don't know what he... 
Yeah. Okay, so Sean is, since I know he's not recording, is is making a lot of noise in the background. And he's still presumably on a bus. He mentioned he mentioned uh, maybe 15 minutes ago that a large amount of people uh, were were um, screaming and, and cussing um, due to uh, somebody almost getting run over by the bus. Oh. I was hoping to hear more about that. But somebody, somebody almost getting run over by the bus? Apparently, and the other thing I was going to go on with is that his uh, the bus that he's on it's just, it's like a vehicle you've never pictured before. It just looks kind of like a it looks like a playground on on the inside of there. It's got oh like a <laughs> like a like just like lots a, of like cast iron bars. If you could imagine like a large cage, not a cage, but just a bunch of bars to like hold the thing together as a, as its frame. And um, does it have a tire? It swing? just reminded me of being at a. Yeah, yeah, it, it just needed the tire swing, maybe a little, you know, slide, and it would have been complete. Sounds and like a death I just, trap. I, I was sort of, a, yeah, I don't know how safe it is. Maybe it's fine because, I mean, maybe it's built really safely. It just looks weird because I've never seen it before. But right, right. I don't know what road safety is like over in that in that neck of the woods. Um, but so you're telling us the the Super Bowl is a defensive battle. That's a that's a really hot flaming take there. I know hot flaming um, take. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I think they were saying last night. Wasn't Romo saying that they were waiting to break the huddle until 15 seconds were left so that Belichick couldn't see what the Rams were doing, so he couldn't communicate to his team. But then I read today about how Belichick would have like two calls and they would confuse Goff like as he got to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I we know. can all safely say that that Belichick is winning that that part of the game. Like he's going to get you if if there's a a way to beat you pre-snap, whether it's yeah having two calls, whether it's 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 you know utilizing the game clock. I guess what what McVay was doing seems a very Belichickian, but in the end, if there's if there's a way for Belichick to counter back with with that kind of tactic where he could call between two different plays uh, and and confuse Goff, I mean that Belichick wins again. Um, okay, update from Sean. Yeah, all I'm getting is unintelligible chop. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll get him. Looks like Sean is is not happening right now, but maybe he'll join later. We'll just sort of roll this forward here and see what happens. Just me and but, you, buddy. Um, just me and you. It's, this is uh, the first. We always have to have to have a third a third wheel, but today it's just two wheels. Just nothing but flaming hot takes for the rest of the pod. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I mean. I have you ever heard of that before? Like in any, in anywhere, whether whether it's watching a game or maybe reading your favorite, you know, football um, off season analysis uh, magazine. What do you What do you do? <laughs> I have to think about my off season. Like I, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Well, don't you don't you don't you follow or pay for some sort of Packers subscription, like a website or something? Um, I do Packers pay. News? I do pay for not. I don't pay for Packers News. I refuse to, but I do pay for BobMcGinnFootball.com. Isn't he just like a Packers guy, or is that full is, football uh, football wide? He used to be um, a writer for like the Journal Sentinel for thirty years, and a known curmudgeon um, who I happen to enjoy, and I, I think that I'm partially paying for it just to make Bob mad. Which is a funny thing for me to do to like spend money out of my own pocket just to make Bob mad because Bob. Re- well, just to be clear, you, you, when you say Bob, you mean Bob Wothy, not Bob Wothy. Not Bob again. Bob Wothy, yeah. Um, okay, just want to make sure we for our listeners here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do follow him, but I don't know what your question was again. If 
if I <laughs> please repeat that. Yeah, in your in your experience in watching football or consuming football media, whether it's off season analysis or, or in in season analysis like that Bob McGinn website, mm-hmm. have they ever mentioned the fifteen second thing on 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 calling plays? I had never heard it before. I heard I heard that um, I think on TV they'd mentioned that you get up until fifteen seconds, and then and I think it was actually with McVeigh too that they mentioned it, but like. Here's the thing that you can walk away from, and it's easy to say in hindsight. You've got a 33-year-old head coach in his second season coaching and a third-year quarterback that isn't, like, all that great versus probably the greatest head coach and the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, the result should have been obvious, except it wasn't like Tom Brady walked all over him. But I think maybe the experience mattered a little bit last night. Well, I think I think when it comes down to it, the the the, the sheer talent uh, the Rams have the m- way more talent, but the Patriots have the uh, the soft skills. They know how to how to close the deal. Well, right. I mean, they know how to. Yeah, you must have been impressed last night because I think uh, I did read about how good the Patriots O line was this year. That would have been right up your alley. I, I was impressed. I, I was actually every time I watch the Patriots, I'm always sort of uh, amazed as to how. I mean, I can't name many offensive linemen in the NFL other than maybe a couple of Broncos players. But I can't name any of the Patriots linemen. Um, can you? No, just, well, I can remember one guy's name is Cannon, and that's only because I saw them um, list the own linemen. And I feel like he played for another team before. That's the only reason why I know him. Um, I like to imagine you watching football games with, like, a notebook and a pen, and you're, like, jotting down your thoughts and your own metrics on offensive line play, and that's how you consume if the football I had, game. Yeah, if I didn't have any 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 other things to do, like if I had, didn't have a day job, or if I didn't have a family, or if I didn't have, you know, a wife and such, I, I probably would actually consider that as a as a great way to spend spend some time because that would actually be a pretty cool idea. I think there's there's a gap in the uh, the online analysis. Is there a field. metric that you feel like is missing in the O-line field that you maybe could could start charting? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know how it's done. Like, I know there are offensive line ratings systems. Like, I think PFF has theirs, right? They, that's probably the most well-known pro football focus. They do they do some sort of ranking system for all positions, but in, you know, including offensive linemen. And I don't, I've never paid for their subscription, so I don't know how they do it. I see their preseason ratings, and they're very generic. They just sort of rank the... the, the um, uh, the, the 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 leagues uh, uh, O lines from from one to thirty, and there's no real detail. I mean, do you know? No, I, I mean I know they grade them and pa- how they pancakes? do. Pancakes, but, but I, yeah, so I'm thinking pancakes. But I really think one that you could really um, bust into that I don't think people are doing is like ranking players based on like their drop steps to get into their pass set. Like I think I could see you like grading them on how well you know they do their drop step. Like. David Bakhtiari from the Packers is really good at that. Now he's not the most powerful guy, but he's got a great drop step. So I feel like you would start grading guys on like their, like on their drive blocking versus their pass sets. I've never heard of that before. I don't know what that even is. I, I can I can I YouTube this later? If you like a, a drop step. Yeah. So if like you're on offensive tackle and like you're a left tackle, right? You're gonna drop your left leg back first because that's your outside leg and that's what they do and they go so, so, so it's a lot different it's a lot different than, than a basketball drop step correct well i guess kind of i mean i'm sure there's some skills that translate there 
David Bakhtiari probably is a good drop step post yeah. player. No, I think I think I think I get the picture now that I, I think about it. They're doing that. Uh, they're kind of just settling into their into their stance, right? They're just sort of the, those in the biz call on, call it pass and, pro. Try and get to the quarterback. Those what in the it? biz, like our friend Aaron Nagler, calls it pass pro. Pass pro, like that's a stance or like a position or what? Pass pro, I think, is just short for pass protection. Well, pa- okay. Some some industry jargon there. Very, very impressive. I'm really I'm really you, like sad for regurgitating that too. I'm sorry. No, I'm actually. I, I wish I, I want to hear more uh, industry uh, jargon. Like pr- pass pro. Like what else? What else you got? You don't have to. You know, as you think of it, don't feel don't feel pressure to, sure. to sit there and read them off right now. Is that think, Sean that I heard? No. no. The thing that really um, I think annoys me, and it's like the jargon is when. You read, and I like reading guys that know a lot about football and they tell you about different plays. But when they go into, they start talking about passing concepts, and they all they always drop the word concepts, which really just, for some reason, just bothers me to no end. The Rams have a lot of great passing concepts that they implement. <laughs> Is it... like it's some like I mean, somewhat like abstract, it. I mean, it makes... you know. It makes sense, I guess. It's like everything in, in is, a, is a concept, I suppose. Passing yeah. concepts. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, so so I think uh, Bob in our in our group chat this the other day, maybe yesterday. Well, it had to be yesterday after the game. Uh, declared Julian Edelman as a Hall of Fame worthy, and and isn't that uh, that's everyone's favorite sports debate, right? Is is who makes God. a Hall of Fame or not? Yeah. Do you do you have um, do you have any <laughs> any input on the the Edelman take there? Didn't you say that that's like the worst type of debate you can have as a Hall of Fame debate? I, th- I think it's one of the worst sports debates. I mean, there's lots of ways, bad ways to argue about sports. Um, I believe the Hall of Fame one is is really one of the the worst ones. I I had a hard time though. Like I I, have, I think when I when I when I think of people, the kind of people who are debating Hall of Fame debates, they are there. I, I can only come up with two, and and there's the. The, the how many rings do they have debate, and basically if you don't win championships. <laughs> You're right. not getting into the Hall of Fame, right? And then there's the other camp that just has like the you know like the the longevity, or as the the Levitard show likes to call it, the the, uh, the compilers. Mm-hmm. And, right. Emmett Smith. And I I don't I don't know are there other are there other uh, sort of uh, you know theories philosophies on 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 this kind of debate? Am, am I well, am, you know missing any? I don't think I'm making this up or saying it for the first time, but to me, like in order to get to the hall of fame, you have to have at least had like one or two years that you were considered the top five in your profession, like at your position. I mean, okay. So you've got the, so that's a, that's maybe the career, uh, peak arc. I think, I think, and I think that's probably more with guys like Terrell Davis and, um, and like Tony Baselli that didn't play as long, but like when they were playing, good they were at you know like the top whatever running back top offensive tackle or whatever i'm not as big on now you can't just do that and be like a one-year wonder and then never play again i so there has to be a little bit of longevity like some type of stats but um, three years i think i'm just gonna go totally i'm just gonna totally make up like five seasons at least yeah so what's the minimum number of seasons you have to play before like is bo jackson in the hall of fame is bo jackson in the hall of fame He's not. I mean, if he is, I guess I would be very surprised. But I'm pretty sure I don't have any memories of him being on one of those Heisman commercials with the car where they sell cars. I don't think I've seen him on the. Uh, never mind. That's. I'm thinking Heisman. I'm thinking Heisman. Never mind. 
So, I'm, so, but I'm pretty sure I haven't seen Bo Jackson like in one of those those tan jackets. Like I've seen Ray Lewis in a lot of those pictures with tan jackets. I've seen Dan Marino. I've seen uh, Elway. Uh, I don't think I've seen Bo Jackson. He only played two, three seasons, and I don't, I don't think he had a, like a, a full season. He was always hurt. Um, I think that Bo Jackson is probably the best counter argument to what I'm making, although. I'm going to be like Bob and just stick to my guns and just say that, yes, Bo Jackson should be in, based on what I just said. And I, you know, I mean, if you, like, that's that's the thing. is like, I don't really care who makes a Hall of Fame because a Hall of Fame is nothing more than a, it's a, it's a symbol of something that I don't even know what it means. Like, if, if, if there is a, a rule book on the, the front door of the Hall of Fame, like, in, in, in you know, for the building, that states what the rules are to get into the Hall of Fame, then I think I'm okay with that. But none such rule book exists, so it's basically whatever anybody wants it to be. So I think I'm cool with, with Bo Jackson getting in. I'm also okay with, with Edelman getting in because I don't care. But but I think Bob's going with the he's won several championships, although I guess by that standard, wouldn't every Patriot who's got multiple titles yeah, be eligible? Yeah, that's tough. Like I don't know how you grade a lot of these Patriots. Like I know Ty Law just got in. And obviously Brady is probably the best ever, but I don't know how much you um, grade on a curve some of these guys from the Pats. Like Edelman has been consistently good though over the last however many years. I just don't know that I. I guess I'd have to see his stats, but I'd never consider him in the top five at wide receiver ever. Like in any year. I, that I he's was played. reading off. Yeah, I wish I had some more of his stats handy, but I was reading some tweets yesterday that really made it clear that if you're if you're on the Edelman Hall of Fame side, you're in the champion debate team. You know, you're, 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 it's because of his, his rings. Right. It has nothing to do with his actual stats or his skills. That's really how many rings he has, which is, I'm not sure why we don't talk about guys like, um, I mean, who else? Uh, name other Patriots. I can't think of many off the top of my head who have been there for, for many. I mean, what about like LeGarrette Blunt? Didn't he win a couple titles? Or, um, who was the James White? Who is James, James White should be in the Hall of Fame, right? Like, how, why is James White not in the Hall of Fame conversation? Well, I was gonna say, who is James White before James White? And that's Kevin Falk, right? Yeah, I, I don't think you have to go that far back, do you? No, I'm just going back pretty far. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean maybe Kevin Falk was was the original White, I, right? That's, that's what fine, I was thinking of, but, right? So, so anyway, so that's the champion debate, and I'm okay with that. Um, Bo Jackson played 38 yeah, but, total pro games, by the way. 38 total pro games, yeah. Never played I, I more than an 11 this season. The other, the other sort of int- uh, fun, fun uh, debate that I'm now hearing, or maybe it's not even a debate, but I'm hearing declarations that Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. And I'm okay with calling him the greatest quarterback, but I don't know how I can determine that he's the best football player because he has never done anything besides throw the football. Right. Um, well, by that definition, then, are you saying that maybe somebody that punt, passed, and kicked maybe might be the best ever, which you got to go back to probably the 40s to find somebody? George Blanda? George Blanda. I'm thinking maybe Do you Don, know who that is? Don Hudson. Sure. George Blanda. Didn't he, okay. didn't he have the interception record before Favre broke it? I have no idea. I mean, that sounds possible. I'm sure, sure I'm sure it's possible. I just know that he 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 was the I think he was the kicker, the quarterback. I think he played defense too, didn't he? I don't know if you're right, but I'm going to I'm willing to go with it. 
I'm pretty okay. I think I just made up the part he played defense, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was a kicker. And, he was a quarterback and place kicker. Yeah. So so that's a kind of two way player that's neat, but I don't know that I need. Oh, Sean, update three. Okay, he's got three G, so he's out. Okay. Okay. So um. Blanda, I, you know, was a was a two way player, but I mean Brady, he throws the football, but that's all he does. If I'm thinking best football player of all time, I'm going with somebody who. I mean, I might as well go offensive line because he does nothing but but block all day. I'm not going to go there, but I mean, I think it has to be someone like, a, a, like a running back or a or a wide receiver. I, I think thought you were going to say that is, Anthony Munoz is like your favorite player, or somebody like that. Yeah, I don't the, really the, think Munoz. If I'm going to rank like top five O linemen of all time, I don't I don't know that I, I don't know that I know that off the top of my head because I don't I'm not really a name guy when it comes to offense. Like I I, I, I couldn't name any offensive linemen outside of maybe a few in the league. Zach, next time we meet up, I want to see you wearing like a Willie Rofe jersey. Yeah, I think the most, the most, uh, well, like Dean Steinkuhler. <laughs> Dean Steinkuhler, is that a real person? Remember him? Yeah, he played, so he played for Nebraska, but he happened to have a pretty decent pro career. I think he played for the Oilers in the, in the 80s. I just looked him up on Wikipedia. He was, I think, I, I, I want to say he was he was popular or, or well known because he was the uh, the fumble ruski okay. um, participant. Do you know what sure. I'm talking about? The fumble yeah. ruski. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm sure I remember making fun of you once for calling just a regular fumble a fumble ruski, and and a, a true fumble ruski is not just a fumble. It's 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 a designed play that's now that's no longer legal, but I think Nebraska was um, very uh, adept at this back in the late '70s and early '80s. Where they would the, the the center would snap the ball, place the ball to the left of him on the ground, yeah, and then an offensive lineman would, would pick it up and run with it, and they, that was called the fumble ruski. Right, right, right. Dean Steinkuhler, what a so, great name. Yeah. So you found him on on Wikipedia. Yeah, right? his middle name is Elmer. I didn't know that. Okay. So so give me give me some some Dean Steinkuhler facts. Um. Let's see. He won the Outland Trophy Award. There you go. That's right up. That he was a consensus All-American. These are these are requirements if you're gonna you know be in the top top list of top offensive linemen of all time. Yeah. Um, Care, continue. I need some one, some hot. One of only sixteen Cornhuskers to have his jersey retired. There you go. You need a Dean Steinkuhler. <laughs> I mean, number seventy-one. I could jersey. surely buy one. I could go to Lincoln today and buy one. I could go to the campus bookstore and 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 go to the the Dean Steinkuhler section in the back and and they'd have it. So you're more proud of him than say like Amon Green or something like that, as a as a Cornhusker alum. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I have a Amon Green is is a you know he went to my high school for a couple of years before before he transferred. Uh, he was in my uh, my freshman dorm in college. Um, I never really knew the guy that well. I I interviewed him a couple times for the paper, but we weren't friends or anything. So yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe a Chuck Frazier. Tommy Frazier. I'm sorry. I was confusing. Yeah, God, I was, was going to say, is Chuck. I was, I was confusing Charlie Ward and Tommy Frazier. That's, and you went a, with Chuck, so that must kind, be like Tommy's dad. Okay. All kinds of all kinds of wrong there. I swear it's not a racial thing. I promise. So so let's 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 uh, meander down this 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 rabbit hole of more Hall of Fame and, and best player debates. So so, who's your best football player of all time? My best football player of all time. 
Um, I mean, I don't know that I'd say, I mean, I certainly didn't watch them, but my gut just wants to tell me like Jim Brown, for example. I'm not okay, sure I that's the right answer. I think that that's probably reasonable because he was such a, do, a dominant running back. Yeah, I would go running back too. Um, Jim Brown is is great. I'd probably go with with Barry Sanders, maybe Peyton. Wait, Peyton. Can we talk about the NFL 100 commercial? Did you watch that during the Super Bowl last night? I did. I did. Give us give us your feedback. Give us your I, honest feedback, Ed. I thought that was I thought that was amazing how they did that. And I was reading that they just taped it like a month ago or a month and a half ago. From our buddy Peter King. Um, what about what, what? What do you mean? I gotta understand why is it amazing? Like, what's the where's the amazing part that I'm missing? It feels like that's a really quick turnaround between filming that, getting it all edited, and then getting it ready for the Super Bowl. I'm not like a film guy or anything, but that just seems like a quick, like turnaround and having everybody there. Although I did read that you could tell that certain people like weren't all there at the same time, like. Um, I feel like a couple of players were in LA and a couple other people were in different spots and they were able to cleverly yeah. patch them in. And the, the cuts were so quick that you wouldn't be able to tell without stopping it and watching it in slow motion or something. Um, Henry knew when he saw Joe Montana, he's like, who is that? But he did know who Odell Beckham was <laughs> because he knows that. Well, catch. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, every, every kid, if you're, if you're a kid, Watching the the NFL, you know who Beckham is, but who would know who Joe Montana is unless you whipped out the uh, your your library of of NFL films tapes and and you know forced your kid to watch them, right? I'm a, yeah. I was uh I was explaining to him that he was like Tom Brady before Tom Brady, um, and then I got excited when Dion picked it off, not realizing what that commercial was going to be like. I'm really upset though, that we didn't see like a yoked Brett Favre. Just like in there, chucking it oh, around. With there his, was no Favre in there, was there? His, yeah. That, you know that, that, that's what we should, we should talk about. Like, who was left off of that commercial and why? I I was amazed to see Barry Sanders. <laughs> um, right, because he was such a he's such a quiet, like reserved. He doesn't really he doesn't do right. anything. Like he like I remember I've I've heard of him. Sorry, I've heard him speak on radio shows, but I'm pretty sure it's only during Super Bowl week where he's pitching something, and it's yeah. He's just not very uh, out there. I thought it was, who who's left? Yeah, who was left? I mean, there's a lot of guys, right? But like, Favre would have been cool to have in there. Um, it feels like Rogers was missing too. If you've got some of the younger guys and you got Drew Brees in there and stuff, um, maybe he's off seeing the. Dalai that's a great Lama point. Rogers wasn't on there. Okay, Rogers didn't make it. That's so. That's that's a that's a key one. Bob is happy that they who left else? out Case uh, Clay Matthews. Bob would have been pissed if he would have been included. I'm pretty sure I would. I mean, it makes no sense to have Clay Matthews on <laughs> sure, there. Like sure, I, I can understand why why you might. Yeah, 32 year old over the hill um, outside linebacker. Um, and there know, were no offensive linemen on there, right? <laughs> you're right. Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, I mean, unless they were in the background, like I mean, it would actually make sense for them to be in the background. Yeah. Um, I mean, like <clears throat> Randy Moss felt like he could have belonged in that. And maybe doing like one of his catchphrases, like after he caught a pass or yeah. something. What did he say? What was because his, Randy straight, Moss straight is... cash, homie. Who? That's Randy Moss's saying. Straight cash, homie. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was his saying. I, yeah. I, I knew I've heard of that phrase, but I didn't know he originated it. Okay. I might be making that up. I, no, no, I don't know either. I mean, I, I 
I, I, I default to you on that knowledge. I'm Googling it. Right, so, I, I mean, Randy Moss, though, he's he's a curious um, omission yeah. because he is a, a part of, of NFL's uh, ESPN coverage, right? He is. Um, he's been pretty heavily involved, and a lot of dank memes are coming up with um, Randy Moss straight cash homie gifs. Okay. No, I, I, I believe you, Ed. I don't, you didn't have to like, verify no, I, that. No, that, that was for myself. That was for myself. Okay. <laughs> I needed to okay. make sure. Um, no, that's reasonable. So, so I did. I did really enjoy it. Um, Henry. Henry liked seeing that. Um, Henry, if I can. So for our listeners, Henry's my eight-year-old son who uses any excuse to um, stay up past his bedtime of like eight ten or eight fifteen, and he always asks me if basketball's on now, and he likes watching Giannis a lot. Um, he alerts me on the bottom stat line when he sees Jokic come up. Dad, eleven. Jokic just got eleven points already. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> but I had to explain to Henry what an Afro was tonight, and that was a fun conversation. What an Afro is? Yeah, we were watching the Bucks. They're playing the Nets, and Jared Allen, who quickly became one of my favorite, probably my favorite player in the Nets, just after watching about twenty minutes of him tonight, is what he's like six ten. Um, I want to say he's like a first or sec, like a second year player. Yeah, he's he might be a rookie, but he also might be a second year. He's got a big fro. He does. Uh, and so I explained to Henry. I said, Henry, that's called an afro. And he said, Why? And I said, Well, I don't want to get into whole what afro is probably short for. You know, like I just said, it's just a big, it's just a big poofy um, haircut. So then later on, he was getting frustrated because Allen had like two blocks in the first quarter. One of them yeah. was on Giannis, and Henry let out his exasperation. And says, "Why is the puffy hair guy still in?" So hoping, hoping that he'd go to the bench to to get some rest and not wreak havoc on the. Uh, oh, I see. He he was he was frustrated because Allen was was blocking yes. too many of his shots. Yeah, I think I saw his stat line for the game was eight points, eleven boards, and five blocks or something like that. That's a that's a line that I can get behind. When do you think Ed's, or, uh, sorry? When do you think your son's going to be uh, old enough to for him to get the full the full detail on the Afro story? Like, where do you where do you draw the line there? Nine. Nine. Okay. So two two years next year next year <laughs> next year this November he'll be in that's third grade right? Yes, he'll be in third grade next year. That's about okay. time. That's about that's what they tell you in the um, parenting manual when you can talk about Afros. So another thing that I've been focusing on is I'm really trying to to make sure we don't get any more listeners, uh, sorry, followers, uh, because we we have 22 Twitter followers. We had 23. We're down to 22. It's been kind of stagnant the last couple of weeks. I had an idea though that, and again, this might this might ruin our because uh, I'm hoping to have more episodes of, of of podcasts posted than Twitter followers. We're at we're at this would be number 19. And we've got 22 followers, so we're almost there. Um, but I was thinking a great way to maybe get some free, cheap publicity for our account would be to, and I, I just noticed this today, I saw someone retweeted a Hot Pockets uh, tweet. It was more of a Hot Pockets reply, at Hot Pockets. They replied to somebody who made a, a funny joke about um, sneezing out Hot Pockets. Okay. As if that was like, you know, so that was funny. And, and you know, that was just some nobody. So I figure if we just 
tweet the word hot pockets a couple times maybe they'll they'll like retweet us or or, or reply to us and maybe people are like oh smart basketball maybe they'll they'll check out our podcast based off of that well maybe what we do right now let's just give them some free advertising and i'll i'll start off by saying i love hot pockets i used to eat um a box of pepperoni hot pockets a day for yeah, who didn't every kid a, did a that. solid yeah. two years of my um young adult life so hot pockets are great and i think um I think we should let them know that we're promoting them on the pod, and maybe they'll give us some some exposure. Um, this is this well, is that's one... the that's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. I feel like that's the 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 easier way would be to just tweet the word hot pockets at them with like random funny <laughs> oh. stories. Um, we could that yes. we make up. I mean, they're not they're not going to be real. I would like that. I think we could we could do that too. And I was just thinking of. You and I talked that we watched the doc on the fire festival, right? Did you watch the Netflix, sure. the Netflix one? Um, for some reason, I just thought of this whole thing about calling um, those models in who else tweeted about it? Kendall Jenner, that they're called influencers. And I feel like oh, we, yeah. need, we need an influencer. We definitely need an influencer. We need to pay an influencer a lot of money and they will, that's what I'm saying. If we had, if we had money, Ed, we would be top at, top ten podcast. But we don't 50, have the funding. At least fifty followers. No, I'm thinking. No, we could be big. We could be. <laughs> we could be, be as big as. I mean, what are some of the big ones? Like Mark Marin has a huge podcast. I think Levitard Show might be one of the bigger podcasts in the world. Um, I, I don't see any reason if we just had the funding to just pump up ads. You, We'd be up there. What other? What other? What other? Um, uh, so, you, hot pockets. Sorry, hot pockets is one. What other product do you think we could mix in with some of our tweets to sort of do some faux promotion? Um, maybe like I bet we could do something with Windex, and we could tie it into like cleaning up the glass on the Smart Basketball Pod. That's the smartest thing you've ever said. This needs to be. Uh, we need to just start name dropping Windex. I, you know, I wonder if Windex has a Twitter presence. Um, I hope so. We'll spend the next ten seconds figuring that out. But I mean, there's a lot of brands that sort of have those smart Twitter accounts. Yeah, I'm gonna say smart. They're you know they're they're funny. Like Wendy's, Wendy's and, is the and best. Burger King will, will go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are some pies. other ones? Moon pies also good. Do you like moon pies? I don't eat them, but I've heard that I do follow them on Twitter because I've noticed that it's a very good okay. Twitter account. I've only I've only had moon, a moon pie once, and I, I didn't really think it was that great. It just seemed kind of overrated. You've never had a moon pie? You've lived I mean, in Florida. Probably, and you've never had a moon pie. I mean, do you associate them with Florida? Although I Florida, I associate with the South. Okay. It's a Southern thing, right? Um, I don't know. Are you too far south? I don't so, know where I am. I don't know because <laughs> you're the, North Florida, Ed. The, the joke. Well, no, the joke is that North Florida is really Southern Georgia. Okay, I, I think that I think that's accurate. It, to me, it's more like Georgia than it is Florida. Yeah, it has a more Savannah feel to it. Um, yeah, or just more like rednecky in general. I'm trying to think. What are you drinking there? Is that an energy drink? No, it's a it's just a beer. Oh, okay. What do you drink? Tell me what kind of beer it is. I can't see the full thing. I see an S O N. Can you read it? No. Oh, right. Rye, rye, saz, sazon. Saison? Saison. Saison. I don't know how to pronounce that. I've never actually heard anybody say it before properly. So, 
So I'm wondering, going back just real quick, not to make this too much of the Levitard show, but do you think that we could get Greg Cody on our pod if we promote like Clicks for Cody's? Clicks for Cody, I mean? I don't think Clicks for Cody is a way to do it. I think we would need to do another, another more really just radical approach. Something where we... I think the way to do it would be to somehow find out something secret of his and then publish it on, you know, on like on like a blog or something. Okay. Then we get his attention. I think. I think. I mean, we could probably retweet his 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 clicks for Cody things a hundred times and see what happens. But yeah, who else? I mean, give it a check. Give get? it a shot. I want to get the guy that goes into the huddles um, for college basketball. That I'm sure. I'll oh, but Ben Cardi. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get him too. He seems attainable, you know, because he's he's just a. I mean, I've never seen him on ESPN outside of those very low end Division One games, and he's apparently a a recruiting expert. Like, if you looked at his his Twitter profile, he claims yeah. to be a yeah a recruiting expert. Like, that's what he does for a living. He's like too. He's got too much clout. I mean, he's here interviewing Steph Curry, and he's got sixty five thousand followers and a blue check mark. I don't know. It seems like a good goal, though. He's interviewing Steph Curry. When did he interview Steph Curry? It's like his banner on his Twitter page. Okay, so he interviewed Steph Curry like what? When he was at Davidson? Um, I don't know. He doesn't look. It looks like more recent Steph Curry there. Okay, so he's not wearing a red jersey. No, he's not. He's wearing a he's wearing a baseball cap and oh. a hooded sweatshirt. Okay. Anyways, think about that for a little while. Uh, maybe we can talk about it more and, and tweet about it. I was gonna, I was gonna, I started to think about ways to tweet at hot pockets that were humorous and entertaining, and I, 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 I kind of drew, drew, drew some blanks, and I wanted to maybe think about some other, other product. Windex is a great one if they have a Twitter presence at all. That would be really, really nice. Um, Windex does have a verified Twitter account. How many followers? Let's guess. I'm gonna say six thousand. I'm going to go with 15,000. 2,546. That's good. That means they're honest. They're not like, they don't have fake bot followers. They're not. Sad to say. um, Their last, their last tweet that they actually posted was June of 2016. Their last reply was August 15th of 2017. Let's just read this. Okay. They replied to Elaine 012. She said, "Good morning from Omaha. Here's a here's a beautiful way to start your day. Nicely done, Windex." And she had a YouTube video, and Windex replied, "Thank you, Elaine. Thanks for sharing." Okay. <laughs> so so she's in Omaha, and and she, what was was there a picture? Um, it was a YouTube video that I didn't click on. Um, a YouTube video. Okay. I hope it's just her like cleaning her glass, like her windows. Can you click on that real quick and give us a quick r- rundown? Is that happening? Oh no, or, it's unavailable. Is it, is it loading. This video is unavailable. Oh, no. Maybe Windex came that's in and disastrous. told her to take it down. Oh boy, that's uh, that's that's terrible. Yeah, I think we need to find a a, a, a Twitter a social media presence that's active. We can't we can't depend on on Windex to rise from from a dead from from two years ago. Maybe we can get Wendy's on. I think Wendy's is maybe reasonable. They might be too. If they're too popular. Too big. Yeah. They might be too. They might be like they're like the the Tom Brady of. Of, of, of brand Twitter accounts. Well, that's like, and they probably have just like a team of 22 year olds that work on that, on that Twitter account would be my guess. 
Do you think it's like one yeah, person? Like meet. I, yeah, that's a great question. I, I imagine it's, it's it's more than one. I imagine they have as many as ten. And I don't, I don't know if I think twenty two might be incorrect. I think you I think you might be under under uh, selling the. I think they got if they've got some top line talent. Probably it's people who are in their mid thirties. If I had to guess. Um, the only person I know that could run a Twitter feed is um, our our friend Tony Varga that we might get on the pod at some point. I feel like he could run like the Milwaukee Bucks feed if you you probably do a better job. Yeah, he's got some decent tweets. He's definitely more of uh, I think he understands the brand concept. He has a brand, mm-hmm. and and he's he sticks to it. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or he's just being himself, but he's got a brand, and it's. He's he's got like what sixty thousand followers or something like that. Does Varga have that many followers? Dude, he has a lot of followers. I mean, he's got thousands. I don't um, know if it's like tens of thousands or six thousand. Um, forty six hundred. Okay, yeah, he's got thousands. Four, forty six. I mean, that's that's twenty two hundred times more than ours. He he tweeted his last tweet was Patrick Ewing rolling over in his grave without any context there. We need to have him on and get him to explain that. Okay, well that makes sense because Patrick Ewing is the. Okay, sure. High with the school... Knicks, with the Knicks, with the Knicks trade or no? I don't know, but he. I mean, Ewing is the coach at Georgetown currently. If you knew that, and they played a game yesterday. When when was the tweet? It was on January thirty first. I think oh, that was so I think was... that was the Porzingis trade. Porzingis got traded. <laughs> Come on. I didn't know. I didn't know that if that happened. No. Quit bullshitting me. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow the NBA that closely. He got traded. <laughs> Who's he playing? I don't want to Who's indulge. I don't want to indulge this behavior. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it up then. All right. Are you serious? You don't know that Porzingis? Got I don't traded? know. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know. Got... <laughs> I mean, I've seen tweets that sort of make fun of the Knicks management of of Porzingis, but uh, okay, so he plays for the Mavericks now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You're not surprised though. You shouldn't be surprised by this. You're not surprised by anything. I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised here. I, oh. I'm, I'm surprised every once in a while that it's possible. Play. Get, you okay. got to put in a drop there. Put in a drop of some uh, crazy, mind-blowing music. I will. That might actually might end the podcast because we've we've achieved uh, the forty-minute mark, and I think that's a good standard for uh, for cutting it off. Sounds good to me. Okay. Plus, you're tired too, right? Well, now you got me fired up here that I, you're that you're bullshitting me about. Por- <laughs> you didn't know about Porzingis. I did, dude. I, I I'm serious. I didn't know. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. No, they like they they traded him for, uh, basically like cap space. Dennis Smith, yeah, a bunch of. Capopery. Yeah. I mean, Porzingis is the kind of guy that you know might be. Too much of a health risk. Like he might. He's good when he plays, but is he going to play? More than thirty games a season. Is he going to play many seasons? Is he going to be sure. like a Yao Ming? He's just so tall and, and lanky and weird. So, well, I'm glad I um, brought you up to date on NBA breaking news. That was all that was yeah. discussed like five days ago. I've been kind of out of touch with the NBA with sports uh, for the past week or so. I've been just putting my head down and working all day and. 
hanging out with the family at night. So you and you and Bob, what I what I really I don't know if I'm still taping here, but what I really enjoyed on the last podcast, which is that you and Bob making fun of me for being at a conference and having drinks and playing slots while you jokers were recording a podcast on Friday night. Well, give it, give me some more detail. Where was that a real casino? No, it was like one of those things where they bring in. Okay. I mean, they had they had tons of tables and stuff, and I did get annoyed playing because, like, the more money you won every so often, like however thousands of dollars you won, then you got like a raffle ticket, and they did tons of like raffle prizes. Yeah, and they're like sure. pretty good ones, like Kindles and Echoes and all that stuff, and a couple of TVs. But and the guy was real nice, but he just made sure that you win. So like, I think only four people rolled throughout the span of like two hours because if, if you rolled if you rolled a seven you'd be like I didn't see it or roll that roll that other dice again you know? uh, that's, that's, I, was, I mean I'm gonna be honest that sounds incredibly terrible like that sounds miserable it's like it's like I almost would rather just like lose my money and play like a normal way where yeah I'm doing the Zach Trexler game within the game um, exactly yeah that's that's where the fun's at that's where the fun's at not when he would just put chips down for everybody so that they covered every single number. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, I get it. Everyone wants to have a good time at a, at a fake casino, but I, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to, I would, I would rather be recording a podcast than, than playing fake craps. Did you just say slot machines? They had Barton slot no, machines? No, no, they had like, um, they had craps and poker and blackjack. I don't know how they play poker because it looked like they had a dealer, but they had like the tables. They had roulette. Um, but what, the attorney who from my office who I could tell plays craps a lot kept making um, horn high yo bets. <laughs> of course. So and That's I had what to guys learn, do when they don't. Yeah. Is that is that when you're spreading if you've got like five and you spread it out among the four bets there with an extra one on the yo? I think. I'll be honest. I don't know what that means. I think it, I think what you're saying is pretty much what I would guess what that means. But I don't know. I don't know what that means. I play I play craps when I go to the casino. But I don't know much beyond yeah, well, the because those the are the standard. bad bets. Those are the bad yeah, they bets. They don't anyways. pay out too well, right? Yeah, they don't pay out very well. Yeah. My best was when he told me to to roll a, a yo, and I did on command. Oh man, that's that's was, the one. That's like Peter. Standard bet that I know is the yo. Yeah. That was like Peter um, up in Blackhawk, right? Where he's like, he's like, do you think you know? Think I got it? And we're like, yeah. And then he rolled it again. That's when the 45 minute marathon roll. Yeah. Where he was offered a prostitute. Yeah.